0: Hey, yeah, so this is our first recording of the We Are the Soil podcast, and I'm really psyched to have one of my very good friends as the first interviewee, Lindsay Wilson of OWL. Lindsay's been in business for four years and started out primarily as a bone broth company. She's got a special blend that's kind of like a tea and has expanded into retail, including a flagship store here on Abbott Kinney Boulevard is where we're recording now. And I'm excited to talk to Lindsay about this subject, veganism is not the answer to climate change, because Lindsay uses all these bones obviously for her business to create bone broth. And I was kind of curious about you know, the type of farming uh, that the ranch that these bones come from is all about and what her opinion is about the subject matter of veganism being the answer to climate change or not. So welcome, Lindsay. It's wonderful to be here with you tonight.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh,
0: so the first question, let's just get this out of the way. Uh, tell us a little bit about the the farm that you, the ranch that you get your bones and how you came to select that ranch and why it's important to you to source bones, uh, you know, from this specific ranch. Let's, let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, for
1: sure. Um, sourcing is something that's very important to me in my day to day. And, um, so that was, the number one thing um, for me when I started the company was finding a really sustainable, local, organic option. Um, and I found By Ranch Direct where we get our bones, where we've always gotten our bones at the local farmers market. Um, they're a family owned and operated farm in Northern California and they practice regenerative farming. so. Um, it's pretty much the best you can get there uh, beef and bison bones are grass fed and finished everything's pasture raised um, <clears throat> so yeah
0: cool cool and um, you, you mentioned regenerative farming um, obviously really hot topic veganism climate change both also very hot topics uh, what would you say the key to regenerative farming is
1: um I mean it's just about really um so regenerative farming is basically like a a way to conserve and rehabilitate the soil um and animals cows are very important to that ecosystem um it's about like increasing biodiversity mm-hmm.
0: in in the soil Um, So, um, Would you say that uh, regenerative farming then is best practice to restore the microbiome of our planet?
1: I believe so, yes Um, Soil health is one of the major reasons why our food is deficient in nutrients and why we no longer get a lot of vitamins and minerals that we're used to having because our soil is devoid of nutrients so it doesn't create the best um, environment for food to be grown.
0: Um, so that affects our microbiome as well?
1: Yes that affects our microbiome in a lot of ways. Uh, the biggest one being that it's almost impossible to get a probiotic naturally from our food which used to be um, in our soil and in our drinking water and now our food is basically devoid of natural probiotics, which is why it's so important to eat fermented foods and to have like a maybe probiotic drink. supplement, maybe drink the shrambucha, you know, <laughs> I don't
0: know. <laughs> I was gonna say, maybe drink uh, some probiotic mocktails. Exactly. Um, cool, cool. So, um, why do you think animals are so important for climate change?
1: Um, animals are important for our ecosystem and we've always always eaten animals and that's always been part of our culture and um uh part of you know human nature it's just living in harmony and in balance with um the animals and there's nothing wrong with killing animals and eating them what's wrong is the mass Um, raising and killing of animals factory farming factory farming and when it gets out of whack there's absolutely no reason to be eating meat at every single meal so I definitely believe that reducing our meat consumption as an overall population is paramount to our survival however I don't think eliminating it is the answer
0: yeah, I was vegan for 12 years and I was the sickest I ever was during that time period and um used to call myself a starchitarian.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, what I like to tell people is if you're vegan if you're vegan for health reasons, then you're putting yourself in a box and you're not allowing yourself to be guided to what serves you best. Mm-hmm. If you're saying I am vegan and I will not be open to the option of consuming XYZ that might actually help me. So I don't believe in veganism for health reasons, unless you feel amazing on a vegan diet, then great. Um, And if you're choosing veganism for environmental reasons, also don't really agree with that philosophy. I think consuming less meat and buying meat from local regenerative farms um, rather than factory farm meat, of course, but um yeah cattle animals it's all like very essential for the like overall ecosystem mm-hmm.
0: yeah for client i mean i would say that whenever somebody that's vegan wants to make this argument that being a vegan is better for the environment it's it, I it seems a bit counterintuitive say
1: that unless you are a vegan who's picking your vegetables out of the ground that's probably 100 percent false and most likely, you're buying foods that are packaged in more plastic and trash than someone who's just eating meat and vegetables and a whole foods diet. Um, it, well, what
0: about the what about the aspect of like where do the what are you going to do with the animals that are a part of that regenerative farming? Right. So if you have plants out there growing and you have a biodiversity. Uh, in your farm with both plants and animals, right? So mm-hmm. those animals are going to die because, mm-hmm. FYI, in case everyone didn't know, we're all going to die, mm-hmm. <laughs> including the animals. Where do they go? I mean, that's a substantial mm-hmm. amount of animals that you're that we are asking to perform during regenerative farming mm-hmm. techniques, right? I mean, the most biodiverse yeah. way is through a cluster of different animals you know, chickens and cows and lots of different animals all spreading the, you know, the different bacterias in order to Mm -hmm. make farming best. I mean, because nature, nature already had this ingrained into the natural life cycle, right? Right. So it seems like animals play their part for environmental reasons, not just so...
1: The world was not going to hell in a handbasket when people started eating meat. It's when, you know, people started... It's consumer packaged goods,
0: not... The business that we're both in.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean... (laughs) Yeah. 100%.
0: Yeah. It's... Industrial revolution.
1: Yeah, there's way too many products packaged in trash, most of which are, like, not good for you. um, Or the planet, so...
0: Yeah, well, um... Second question, is there anything about veganism that you believe helps combat global climate change? Maybe a little redundant. No,
1: I mean, no. I think that moving towards plant-based, whole foods diet, consuming less packaged goods, and like being very conscious of our uh, consumption and our waste and yeah that's really like the best way to go about it on an individual level that's how we can make an impact so you're basically reusable
0: mm -hmm.
1: silverware reusable straws reusable like plates and like you know not going to the grocery store every time and getting a plastic spoon and a plastic knife and using plastic water bottles and going and buying uh, seaweed packaged in a like 10 calories, where the five calories were the seaweed packaged in plastic, wrapped mm-hmm. in plastic. And right. you know, like being more conscious of those things when we get our Amazon boxes, breaking them down, recycling them, just being responsible for um, our own waste.
0: Don't you think a big part of this global issue also is that there used to be many small tribes yeah
1: decentralizing the food system Mm
0: -hmm.
1: is something that I believe in will 100% wouldn't help um, with the climate change I mean not only are things being like preserved so then it destroys the integrity of the food but on top of that they're then being packaged and transported around and it's contributing hugely to the um problem rather than you know the soul being supported by their local communities and their local farms um i'm not like obviously i believe in packaged foods and i think that in this day and age where we need some kind of convenience and i don't think there's anything wrong with it however it's just you know finding ways to reduce waste overall Mm.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um so do you think that the microbiome of the planet could be affected by animals being eaten or not? Factory farming is a
1: huge problem.
0: Mhm. You know, McDonald's
1: um, getting making sure that they can get everybody a $5 hamburger is causing huge problems like the overconsumption of meat is mm-hmm. a problem. Yeah. But like is veganism the solution? No. To so the Jews microbiome of the planet? Oh, the microbiome. The microbiome. Sorry, we repeat the question. Yeah, no <laughs> worries.
0: So um I know it's a very deep topic, but do you think that the microbiome of the planet can be affected by animals being eaten or not? Like, you I know, think that the, if in a vegan were to war, argue... We can be
1: in harmony with the planet and have a healthy microbiome ourselves and, and overall as a planet while still consuming meat. I believe. Yeah. It's way out of balance currently.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that um this sort of black and white mentality that people seem to want to subscribe to so easily and the evangelical uh, belief system behind veganism or behind even meat eating, um, is really more of the problem here is that people people want to separate. I think
1: people like to prescribe to things like veganism or paleo because it makes it easier for them to be like, to make choices. And instead of listening to their body, like in general, I think people like to be told what to do. Mm. And if like, they're paleo or they're vegan it's like okay I know what to do and um, yeah. you think it's like an easy like follow direction and yeah it does go again it doesn't allow for intuitive eating
0: yeah
1: unless you're intuitively like wow I mean paleo is a little bit different because I mean it's really just about eating whole foods in general mm-hmm. but now because paleo is trendy there's all these paleo packaged goods exactly like keto and the whole keto thing and that's when it just doesn't like it bastardizes the whole concept
0: yeah it's like what we've done with uh factory farming and monocropping and you know coming in and saying okay we're going to manipulate this in order to get this result you know instead of looking at it from a holistic perspective and saying well, how do the plants and animals actually wanna to work together? And what can we do to, you know, make it all live in harmony? And I, from what I understand, the topsoil of the planet is actually diminishing. Because, oh, yes. you, which, you know, the microbiome of the planet, obviously at this podcast is called We Are the Soil for a Reason because you know it's in my belief that our microbiome and the planet's microbiome are mirroring one another Mm -hmm. and affecting our ability to evolve consciously because if the microbiome of the planet is gone that means literally we're gone.
1: We always continue to evolve consciously I think but yes I agree that the microbiome and like our microbiome we're all reflection Mm -hmm. of the state of the planet and a lot of us are ill.
0: Yeah and i think you know getting back to holistic ways and seeing our body as a mind body spirit entity rather than you know pushing ourselves physically and not listening to our intuition like what you were talking about it's like i'm going to i'm going to be vegan no matter what you know i'll die vegan um isn't really healthy so do you believe that we evolve consciously by not consuming animals like for spiritual reasons like do you think that I know some vegans believe they, they don't eat meat for spiritual reasons uh believing that they you know are evolving uh consciously by avoiding consuming animals uh what's your what's your take on that
1: I believe we evolve consciously by being a clear channel which means that like our um, you know things are moving through the body um, We're able to tap into our intuition and our inner guidance um, as part of that process. you know um, like some people and, say and you I, take I on think, the energy
0: of the animals and stuff like that um
1: I think that's that people who are like, people that are like vegan eating all whole foods and vegetables can like can then feel that clarity Mm -hmm. because the body is cleansing and but you can also be vegan and be eating bread and pasta and potato chips and not evolve consciously it's a it's i i do, do i think I don't think it's tied to being veganism.
0: Thank you. Thank yeah. You. Thank to you. Answer your question. Thank you. I don't. I don't agree uh, with, yeah. with that no. belief system <laughs> either. But I'm also. You know, I, I have been a vegan, and um, I think I did probably to subscribe to some of those uh, beliefs earlier on. But but it was when I didn't have as much life experience either. Uh, yeah. So. Beliefs
1: are very powerful. Our yeah. mind is much more powerful than the food we put in it. And if you believe that. Um, you're going to, like, take on the fear of the animal and the death when you eat it and, like, yeah, paranoia about that, then yeah, probably don't eat that, (laughs) I guess. But, I mean, (laughs) it has more to do with Perpetuating your own fear. Yeah, it has more to do with the thought than, like, the reality of the situation, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But, but yeah, I I think that eating clean, a clean diet helps to keep your mind clear. And when you're, like, when we're a clear channel we can tap into our intuition and um spirit or
0: i do i do know that monks uh, buddhist monks will take in raw meat whenever they're ill uh, as medicine and they will also eat the meat if they go to someone's home and it's offered to them uh you know so uh that what does that tell you right there if they're reaching for meat when they're ill, you know. I mean, I know for me personally, There's when I started, it's not
1: raw meat though, in my opinion. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, maybe, maybe they just probably don't know, or they're already you drinking the broth. Monks don't
1: know about the bone broth. They,
0: they must. I'm sure the monks probably. Yeah, I mean, they're making their own beer. <laughs> they they make their own beer, so they they probably are making their own broth too. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Um. Yeah. So, do you think that vegan spiritual beliefs could support a best for the planet belief? I mean...
1: No, because a vegan belief is, in in its sense, a limiting belief, which doesn't serve the overall
0: well-being. Because they're isolating themselves from other people. Well, because there's some people that
1: just need meat, and there's some people that don't, and veganism doesn't support both.
0: It doesn't support intuitive eating. It could, if you... If you're completely eliminating one food, right?
1: Well, I mean, it could support it for someone who does not need animal protein Mm -hmm. to thrive. And I do believe there are people that do not need animal protein to
0: thrive. Who do you think those people are? Typical uh, type AB blood types? Yeah. Yeah, those are the people I've seen over the years that seem to do... Yeah. And they're really healthy and they...
1: I've Somehow seen people processing that their... have a vegan diet and they're thriving and they feel great and they have lots of energy and they're, you know, um, not overweight and great. Yeah, that's I think great. it's great if you can. Yeah, if you can thrive on a vegan diet, then that's great. If you can't, then... Try I, broth. <laughs> I don't suggest you <laughs> go vegan, but...
0: Yeah, so, I mean, just to tie all this together it It sounds to me like you know regenerative agriculture is important. The key to that is biodiversity, which means uh plants and animals in harmony with one another, and that means that we obviously are being resourceful in our in our way of consuming and if we could all just kind of get back to that we'd be making a real impact on the climate more than anything but this uh business of the subsidies and the lobbyists that are imposing their will on the government with big ag and big farm um, i really feel like that's where we can make a lot of impact especially now with the heated political environment that we're watching unfold and the election coming up, um, do you, how many people do you think are really aware of the farm bill, and um, you know what happened back, starting with the Cold War, and all the subsidies that have happened with the Industrial Revolution, um, that have come out of you know World War II, and you know, I mean like our microbiome has been under attack. Uh, because of Big Farm and Big Ag and money, mm-hmm. all, poli- all you know, politically driven yeah. globally. And I'm just wondering, like, what can we do to take action to be more involved and get people up to speed with what's happening uh, with other people that are, you know, very wealthy and um, are affecting our environment, which, i.e., is infect- infecting and affecting our health. Mm. Um, I mean I'm feeling very reared up and ready to go and find somebody that actually it can make an impact politically in the direction of what needs to happen with regenerative farming I mean are you in touch with um, any kind of political backs there's a
1: few things you can do first is taking personal personal responsibility and taking charge of our own health so we have energy and all that to outpour and to our communities and care. Self-care. Mm-hmm. self-care um and community we set a good example for everyone around us um when we make choices like bringing our own bags to the grocery store and bringing our own jars or water bottles and all of those sorts of things so first personal responsibility before you start getting involved with politics right like um but then um getting into involved with your own city council finding out ways to get like um, local composts going for people. Um, Doing it in your own I honestly would like to learn more about this because I'm passionate about policy change for a consumer packaged goods industry. Like, I think a lot of um, these products and packaging should be illegal if we're going to, um, you know, sustain ourselves as a population. Um, and then if you're local in Venice, one really great organization would be Kiss the Ground, um they do a lot about uh soil education and they have resources for composting and how to make your own compost and all of that Um,
0: i'll put the link for kiss the ground yeah in the show notes that
1: would be my number one um resource or the la city council or the la food council um in uh, in downtown la also does a lot with um la county and they do um like education for kids and they're more involved with the policy change side of things but you know the policy change and all of that takes a lot of time
0: yeah and it means of uh, the people that are in charge that aren't being supported by the lobbyists that support big ag are being defeated and yeah in my opinion that Support requires, your local farms. Yeah, buy support your
1: produce lo- from local farms. Do not buy produce from Mexico or you know, overseas as much as you can. Like try to support local um,
0: Yeah. And then maybe band together as a community and start to uh find ways to reach out from your sort of epicenter, you know, like I think people that could be listening to this are in parts of rural America. And, Those you know, people
1: might be composting already.
0: <laughs> likely they are. Likely yeah. they are. I used to before I moved here. But I think it's
1: more of an issue in urban settings, um, mm-hmm. the composting and things mm-hmm. like that. We have less options for that. Um,
0: Don't you think that the big issue, though, really is big ag and, you know, that yeah, changing the natural some, carbon if cycle? buying
1: big ag and factory right. farm meat, then, like, you know, the consumer does sort of have I mean look at Costco they have organic food a lot of organic food Costco didn't have organic food ten years ago
0: so if we're supporting Customer demand if, if we're all buying organic we're buying from it's our not local just farmers about buying organic
1: though it's about buying local more than organic mm-hmm. local yeah so because your local farm most like ask them if they're using pesticides ask them about this so the health of the soil most likely they are practicing organic farming. Um, and regenerative by, farming. Mm-hmm. Well, organic, regenerative, both and all. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these smaller farms aren't paying for USDA right. organic certification. Mm-hmm. So even though it yeah. doesn't say... In fact, like... It's
0: probably yeah, better. It's probably
1: better. Like, mm-hmm. if you're in California, CCF is a great certification. Definitely. It's more affordable. So looking for that over the USDA being like local over organic
0: if they spray or not
1: ask them if they spray mm-hmm.
0: hopefully yeah. they're they're not tilling and you know monocropping and all those things if, they're at, the if they're at the farmer's market the
1: farmer's market most likely not
0: well um uh, this has been an incredible conversation loaded yes. with lots of great tips on what you can do to empower yourself now to make a difference and um supporting regenerative agriculture Mm -hmm. and also, you know, uh, having a little bit of, um, a broader perspective on, uh, how veganism might not be the big answer that everyone's looking for in order to reverse climate change. Yeah. I mean, I
1: would love to say yes, if everyone was vegan, we would save the planet, Mm -hmm. but
0: you know, I think it would just honestly um create more problems because at the end of the day the of the we day, need holistic are,
1: well at the end of the day most vegans are eating packaged foods like in excess
0: mm-hmm.
1: but you know there's a way there's a way to do it sustainably if you're vegan if you're not vegan it's
0: not yeah oh well, i have a fam. i mean my family are are all vegan vegetarian primarily and <laughs> they're all really healthy people you know <laughs> um but they're also living in a rural area. I think, you know, growing their own vegetables primarily, so yeah, it's a and lot easier. Yeah, growing
1: your own food, making your own food, it's the way to
0: go. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Lindsay, for joining us, and I will link Al Venice to the show notes as well. And I uh, hope everyone has a great night.